This is Star Wars Rebels Alerts, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And we're back to discuss yet another episode of Star Wars Rebels. Finally getting two back-to-back weeks of Star Wars Rebels here. Feels good, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be discussing episode 8, the Winkothru job. Nice job. <laughs> you know how many times I practiced that before we did this? I'm terrible. I butcher a lot of names that I cannot even just pronounce. It's ridiculous sometimes. But yeah, really excited to get talking about this. But before we get into it, just quickly here for those of you that are excited for Rogue One, which is everyone, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> Tickets are going on sale in North America on Monday evening. Look out for those. Those are coming down the pipe. Get your seats. Get your reserved seats so you're not waiting in line. See that first showing? Maybe the second showing the next yeah, day, too? Yeah, depends how good that Spider-Man trailer is. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. No. <laughs> so it's drawn right in, right? <laughs> and this week, we actually celebrate our 50th episode on our other podcast, The Nerd Room. We're going to be talking... All about Star Wars in that episode, celebrating with some of the stuff that we absolutely love. And as a bonus here, I, I, I've always said I don't watch a lot of the trailers. And because it's our 50th episode, I'm going to watch the final Rogue One trailer that was released late last week. Man, you're in for a treat. That's awesome. <laughs> so we're going to do a single viewing of it, and then we're going to discuss it, kind of break it down a bit. But I'm only watching it one time. We're going to do it live on the podcast. So Sweet. if you guys are interested in that, make sure to check us out on the same feed you're listening to right now on Thursday. Awesome. That's that's great stuff. And thanks for everyone for listening and supporting the Nerd Room so far. And thanks for your guys' support checking out uh, SW Rebels Alert. Yeah. So, should we get into it? Absolutely, man. This episode focuses in on a heist proposed by a returning Hondo. Yeah. I kind of like this guy. Yeah, I like him. You know, he's good. He, we first introduced to him from uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah. His character's changed a little bit. He is a much older. Uh, he's a little more funnier. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's always good when he shows up. He's kind of a light presence. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bit not my Star Wars. Yeah. But I still like his presence. I feel he brings a little lightness to the atmosphere of Rebels, mm-hmm. which I do enjoy here. And what it is here is that they're looking at a stranded Imperial freighter that's loaded with proton torpedoes, something that we've seen that goes through chasing in recent episodes as well mm-hmm. we're gonna do a little compare and contrast because in the last couple episodes if you listen to us here we've talked about how we feel that we're teetering on the edge here of filler episodes yeah. and this is something that we don't particularly like to see because it doesn't give a lot to the overall story development the character development here mm-hmm. and i think we're on the uptick here from yeah. last week's episode for sure mm-hmm. what do you think of hondo making his return here and yeah. and his relationship that continues to develop with ezra i really like his uneasiness here yeah yeah <laughs> you know, he's funny you know he has some great lines twice back to back with uh, kanan yeah you know kind of calling out his blind side which is pretty funny i didn't see the second one coming the second punchline there so uh, that was always great again he is a little different from the clone wars because he's a little had a little more um a little more serious tone i guess you could say to him yeah. as opposed to now he's all jokes um i don't really understand ezra's ignorance towards the character how he, he keeps kind of falling for this guy's yeah. um trust you know so that's a little weird but other than that yeah he, he's a standout character he's solid I, I really do like this character when he makes his appearance enough appearances in the show yeah. yeah exactly and this idea with ezra and this this demeanor that he has towards and almost yeah this this naive yeah. kind of attitude towards hondo and this is something that's focused on throughout the episode yep. and i really thought it was going to develop into something a little more but mm-hmm. it kind of just the episode departs the same way we started with hondo and ezra having kind of this weird back and forth that's right yeah so and did you catch the the imperial craft that he had stolen from one of the earlier episodes in season three and it was all painted up no, Hondo. No, when he took off, when they were, um, it was the episode with focusing in on Rex. Yep. And he left them, he abandoned them, and he took the the Imperial uh, craft, 
and he's flying that outside of um, of the ghost there. Okay, I and he's that... got it all painted up. Looks really cool. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I like he's, that. He's connection. a sly guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And there's also this character has Morgan, which is kind of this sloppy, like <laughs> yeah, kind of throwaway character. He's he he's very outside of Star Wars. It feels like for me. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of fits a little bit with mm. Hondo. Like I, it's a yeah. bit more believable with that character, and mm-hmm. there is some relationship there, or at least some history with. Hera and you know Lando Calrissian's right. name drop, and so I like that there's some relationship there. Mm-hmm. This episode really revolves around making bank for the rebels here. There's they're looking for these proton torpedoes, something that's going to help them, aid them in arming the rebellion to fight against the Empire here. Yes. And I do like these kind of heist stories. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a bit more exciting than something that we saw last week, which yeah. really didn't go anywhere. And the idea behind this episode too that I really enjoyed was that the whole ghost group participated in the heist. It wasn't sending Sabine and Ezra or someone else and Ezra to do a job. It was a whole crew working together with one goal in mind. And the fact that Zeb led this as well, yeah. this is something we talked about last week. Where's Zeb been for exactly. this whole season? Right. And he shows up here in a big way. Yeah, no, that's always great to see Zeb show up. Um, it's really cool that we got that robot, um, A4. AP5. AP, sorry, AP5. Um, yes. And shout out to Bolinia. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. But uh, thanks for reminding us what the name of that robot was, that droid. So really glad he made a little bit of an appearance. Yeah, with you some know. dialogue too. With some dialogue too. So yeah. uh, that was always great. And uh, I do like, at least with this episode, we got um, them, you know, chasing those bombs, which is cool. That moves the story forward, especially with the Rebels losing uh, a couple ships. I think six ships. Yep. So they were down. So it is cool that they got something. They, they gained something this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when they do get on the stranded Imperial craft here, it's been thought that... The craft itself has been abandoned. All the uh, escape pods have been jettisoned. And they get on there and you get something running around in the background. And the first thing I think of, okay, there's either Imperial Commandos on there or something funny. Got this real horror type vibe to it. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then in a fitting way, it's the Ugnaught. Hondo's Ugnaught. So something that is revealed later on that Hondo, again, isn't being all that truthful. Never. Never. Don't trust this guy. There's always these layers and layers and layers of of, of deceit here. Yeah. It's the Ugnaught from the, the episodes before, so I do like the presence of the Ugnaught. These particular Ugnaughts I don't think would fit unless Hondo is present. Absolutely. They couldn't be in the episode by themselves without that character. It's revealed that Hondo and his crew are responsible for disabling this Imperial shuttle. They were initially going after this, and they're just really using the Ghost Crew, which is a, a similar theme that we see through the entirety of Hondo's relationship with yeah. the Ghost Crew. Except Ezra. Ezra's the yeah. only one that seems to be blind. Towards yeah. his actions. <laughs> and this this idea, too, that they're building within this episode, it, it seemed like it was an episode where they're really trying to push that Ezra's learning things. I mm-hmm. don't know if they really accomplished that. Because another sticking point with Ezra had was that he wasn't leading this mission, this heist that he brought to the Ghost Crew. Mm-hmm. It's Zeb's been put in charge here, and he has a problem with the authority. And not respecting almost Zeb's authority here. Yeah. And, and just kind of almost doing these fake, like, you know, bye, Captain yeah, type things. exactly. Which, see, this is really starting to confuse me now. Because the start of the season, you had Ezra going strong, going towards the Dark Star. Really matured. And then other episodes, he's going downhill. And, you know, last episode, I thought I gave him credit because he's grown somewhat. At least 
him paired with those other kids, he grew a lot. And now in this episode, it looks like he stepped, took a step back, actually even back to Ezra that we were first introduced in season one, where he's been compared to like uh, Aladdin, a street, yeah. rat, a street rat, right? So I don't know what they're really trying to do with this character. It's a little inconsistent so far for me. But mm-hmm. again, at least we did get um, uh, Zeb leading the crew, right? So. Yeah. And they really have this like big brother, little brother type yeah. relationship thing. And I think that's something that they've built throughout the seasons here. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that it doesn't seem like his character is always propelling forward right. in his development here into being more of a, a Jedi type yes. figure, right? Yeah. And I don't know, sometimes, yeah, they do take these weird, you know, one step forward, two mm-hmm. step back to, with his character development. They really do, yeah. And then one of the things that were introduced here is these sentry droids. AP5 does point out that they are not to engage these and doesn't really give a reason why. <laughs> no. And it's these sentry droids that are usually on the Imperial freighters. We haven't seen these before. These look like beefed up separatist droids yeah. from the prequels Huge, right right yeah um, they're really cool but they didn't really have a big impact for me here you do no. see the numbers build once one is attacked it kind of awakes the rest of them yeah and they do get into a little skirmish with the ghost crew with ezra and zeb after zeb's been captured and freed with right. Pazmorgan. right but i really thought that these were going to be something really cool and i didn't really get that from them like no they, they were almost just almost like the b1 battle droid type things where they're just yeah. kind of throwaway droids just there to for ezra and zeb to just to fight right yeah but i will say the whole scene of loading the protons with the the winch and all that i mm-hmm. really liked how they developed that i i got a real sense of urgency yes when the ship is crashing you do see when it's hitting the atmosphere it's starting mm-hmm. to burn up and i really like that that whole sequence there and with ezra and zeb you know as oh. ezra brought the lightsaber yeah you know that's a really cool moment there i, I like what they did that yeah. was my favorite scene of the whole episode Same. is when yeah. ezra's on his back and the music swells yeah and i kind of got this feeling like, oh what are they gonna do here right. and i just really enjoyed that that whole action piece there mm-hmm. is really well done i think just from a, being a little more intense than we're used to here mm-hmm so hitting back again at this relationship between Ezra and Zeb, and they're they're trying to push something here, but they never really fully develop it. And you do see Ezra respecting a bit more Zeb's authority and his ability to carry out a mission, a job, a heist. Mm-hmm. But again, I still get this kind of goofy feeling at the end. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I really got that too a little bit. And the episode itself was still a little goofy. I'm, I'm a big fan of these uh, these heists. Yeah. kind of films and movies and we've seen things like Breaking Bad where they pulled it off well and I know Breaking Bad's a complete different kind of show than this obviously but I felt it could have been a little tighter a little smarter you know yeah. especially the way they, they robbed the place or hijacked the the, the, the bunker right yeah. So, yeah yeah overall it was a good episode mm-hmm. like I said earlier I did really enjoy the fact the whole ghost crew is working together here yeah. And he had Hera flying, had Kanan doing the co-pilot type thing. You had Sabine and all these characters are interacting. They all have dialogue. They're all doing something a bit more dynamic than just kind of standing around with one-liners with little quips here and there, right? Yes. So I really enjoy that aspect of it. And I do think it's an uptick from last week's episode. I do see the momentum building towards the winter finale, which is going to be in a couple weeks here. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a step up from the last episode. There's still things going on here that's a little... uh... A little, a little shaky for me. You know what? The season started off really strong, and we have some really good things going on with Maul, Thrawn, Ezra, the Bendu, Kanan. I think there's enough stories now that we could go off these guys. I mean, I know it's a bigger season, but yeah. I really think we need to start pulling off these stories. I think, you know, once you get this whole season on Blu-ray, I think it's going to be a really good season because yeah. you can binge through everything. But as of right now, with these standalone solo episodes, they're starting to fall short for me now. Yeah. Yeah. And even the fact that these proton torpedoes could come back and actually have some impact later mm-hmm. on in the season, I still don't think it's enough. Like, yes. they're just bombs, right? Right. So that's something that you can assume that they had or have gotten somewhere else. You could have some sort of 
off-camera sort of skirmish or whatever where they do acquire some sort of weapons. Right. So it's not like they got something big, like some sort of decryptor or I don't know, something that can actually help them in the fight against the Imperials. Yes, the Proton Torpedoes are going to do that, but sure. I just feel like that's not something that needs to take up a whole episode. Exactly. Like they could have started the episode literally with this heist. Right. Built into something more. I like that, yeah. And with next week's episode, it's titled The Inside Man. I think believe they're going to investigate some sort of secret weapon that the Imperials are developing. So cool. I don't know if we're going to talk about some sort of Rogue One tie-in oh, here. If we're going to get some you know, hints at maybe Kyber crystals or something yeah. to that effect. Sagarera, please yes. show up. But they yeah. could have maybe built a little more from this episode into what that's going to be. And I think it would Definitely. have been a bit more... And maybe that's what this is. Maybe we're going to see something else building from this into the next episode. Because mm-hmm. I'd like to see some of these episodes almost building upon each other, right? I feel like we're getting these siloed off episodes right now. And then we're not seeing the overall arc or the narrative move forward as smoothly as it was in the early part of the season. I totally agree. Maybe we're going to get a little more of that as we drive towards this this winter finale Mm -hmm. and presumably some sort of cliffhanger ending. Yes. But at the same time, I just like to see it building a bit more, kind of almost a snowball effect where each episode is building even just a small piece. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something we're just not seeing right now. We can't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point, like you said, like a Blu-ray where right. these pieces are fitting in and all of a sudden you're like, okay, there's the picture. Right? Exactly. And you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about it. The Clone Wars did such a good job where they'd give you these one, two, three-putter episodes that all tie in, yeah. right? Where you could just watch those three episodes, walk away, come back two episodes later and get another uh, three-putter. Yeah. So I really think think this show would benefit more if they kind of went back to the Clone Wars, how they would do that one, two, three-parter punch. Yeah. yeah. Because the last three episodes have had real no connection to each right. other. Yeah. Where the previous three or four, you could see something building throughout that, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to this idea we discussed before about seeding things for the far-flung future at the end of season three where we're building towards something much larger. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we do have this rebellion that's building. We could be yeah. connecting these episodes up a bit more. Even having the kids from, I know we didn't like <laughs> that much Iron Squadron, but yeah. even just having them in this as, you know, either part of the ghost crew yeah, or, loading or, up the ship or yes, something yeah, right? just to connect a bit to make the last episode a little bit more relevant mm-hmm. so yeah but all in all i think a good episode like i said i was quite excited and i really like these heist episodes yes. that whole action sequence is really well done the animation looks fantastic as mm-hmm. always and i like seeing the whole ghost crew together yeah totally agree we got zeb back on on deck and then we got ap5 showing up so that's cool by me so that about wraps it up for our discussion of episode eight here and what we're going to do here, we had uh, so a few listener comments here that we're going to go through and discuss a bit from last week's episode. So these are coming from our YouTube page. So if you ever want to be a part of the show or send your comments in, your theories, anything like that, you can always grab us at SWRebelsAlert on Twitter, SWRebelsAlert at gmail.com, and also on our YouTube page, which is under the Nerd Room Podcast banner on YouTube. So you can always hit us up there. We're looking to do a little more of this and just have a little more interaction with the listeners themselves. So this is again coming from Bolinia. And this was two questions here. And, you know, thank you very much for your, for sending in your questions on that. It's talking about the idea when we discussed last week about Thrawn releasing the Ghost Crew or even Iron Squadron. We were talking about how we would have liked to see maybe a death there. Yeah. And they disagree a little bit there with us. And I'm going to read directly from the YouTube comment here so I don't get any of the ideas mixed up or misconceive them at all. So what they had stated was that killing off a character just for the sake of it is lazy writing and only acceptable, A, if you're trying to make a point about the randomness and brutality of life and death, 
or it's in a very high risk of death situation, like a major bloody battle, and the audience comes into it with the expectation that not everyone will survive, more or less like every single war movie. Right, yeah. So, the Red Wedding, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I do have to say about this, again, thank you. This is, I love hearing these questions, different theories, and different takes on things, but mm-hmm. I always look at death as showing consequence. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want Thrawn just to run through someone here. And so it's an interesting take. I love seeing the different aspects and ideas of what Thrawn could be and what death actually means for a Mm storyline. Because for me, it's a little more impactful. I see someone die, even if it's just a character that's been introduced. And I do agree with you. It can be a bit lazy when you just introduce a character to kill a character. Because that's just convenience, right? Exactly. You don't want to get rid of one of your big characters or someone that has some sort of impact or people are attached to. Mm -hmm. And so... That doesn't have the same type of impact, mm-hmm. but overall, what I was trying to con- convey there with Thrawn killing someone from the Iron Squadron mm-hmm. was just that it, it made the world have more consequences yes. and show Thrawn is willing to go that far because we haven't quite seen that. Mm-hmm. We've had the hearsay and the discussion about it, yeah. but haven't actually seen it. So that's kind of what we're getting at yeah. with that. But again, thank you for the question. One of the theories that they also proposed here uh, was Vader actually entering the picture here yeah. with Thrawn's reluctance to attack or capture the ghost crew mm-hmm. and what we thought that was going to be like. Yeah. And what, are your, what are your thoughts on Vader appearing oh. to maybe steer Thrawn in the right yeah. direction? I, I love that. You know, I'm always a fan of Vader showing up, but with Vader, you know, you have to handle him so well, right? So less is more when it comes to Vader. It always has been because, you know, you can throw in Vader in anything and it always kind of changes the character later on that what we've seen in the, in the original trilogy. Yeah. So Vader showing up and this would be really cool. I don't know. I, I really... It depends because I, I have to see Thrawn a bit more. I have to see what Thrawn can offer the table before uh, Vader comes in. Because obviously with uh, Rogue One coming out, we're going to see Vader show up. And I feel like he's going to be the end game for uh, Krennic, yeah. right? So with Thrawn, I don't think I really want to see that happen again. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of mentioned my theory already where I think it would be cool if um, Kaos was the one to kind of take out Thrawn, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't shy away from that theory at all. I really would think it'd be cool to see uh, Vader show up. Yeah. yeah. I'd really like to see the interaction between the two of them. The yeah. only thing I'd worry is that Vader would make Thrawn look like not a threat or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how you put those two characters on screen mm-hmm. together. I would absolutely love to see the interaction because we never had that, right? No, not no, because he EU. came out after Vader was already gone. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure, I don't know if there's any books written before that, but there hasn't been any interaction with the two ever mm-hmm. that That's I'm aware right. of, or at least that I've read. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Unless we see something with the, the Thrawn book coming out later on, I'm yeah. sure there'll be some kind of dialogue or something. But you're right. We've never seen those two encounter each other. No, so yeah. that would be something interesting. Yeah, they'd have to handle that so well with such two dark figures yeah. on a TV show such as D- DX, uh, Disney DX. I don't know how you'd yeah. pull it off. No, with serving you, the characters properly, right? And you don't want to make Thrawn seem less of a threat with Vader's presence, right? right. So you have mm-hmm. to walk that fine line. You're very right, you're very right yeah, about that. And yeah. So I'd love to see it, though. Absolutely. Just to, I, even if it's towards the end where... I, I, I don't know how you do that, mm. but i just love to see Thrawn. That interaction uh, really excites right? me, but really worries me how it's executed. Yeah. So, so cool theory. Uh, once again, love the comments, guys. And, yeah. and please uh, send them send us more of those. Yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to it. And we'll be back next week with The Inside Man. It's another episode dropping here. And looking forward to these repeat, these follow-on episodes. And hopefully they're building a little more here. Yeah, I hope so. We are getting so much closer to Rogue One. Yes. It's only fitting that we get a little taste of something, right? We're a couple weeks out here, man. Yeah. We're almost. We're going to be into December at the end of this week. Huh. That means it's it's Star Wars month. It's Star Wars month. I got to crunch this book. I got to yeah. finish Catalyst. I'm only on about chapter twelve, so I got to yeah. crunch that this week. Yeah. yeah. 
And again, we're going to be talking all about Star Wars. We're going to be, you know, going down the collecting path, talking about some of our recent finds in the Black series, yeah. discussing a, that international or that last final trailer of Rogue One, mm-hmm. and a few other things. We're just going to kind of throw at some random ideas, concepts, speculate maybe a bit on Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. There's been some slight rumors coming out here and there. Yeah. And then we also talk about always at the start of the episode of the Nerd Room podcast is kind of this broad-spanning nerd news. We're going to be talking about Doctor Strange's recent success at the box office, cool, and a few other things that are coming down the pipe here from a more nerd perspective marvel dc comic books that type of thing so if you're interested in that make sure to check us out every thursday awesome we're going to be expanding this podcast a tiny bit towards the end of star wars rebels and talking a bit more broad spanning star wars discussion so always keep it here for your star wars news reviews and all that kind of stuff all right until next week this is star wars rebels alerts i'm tim i'm troy 